Hello, good morning. Today I'd like to share the gospel according to Luke chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. Some people who were there at that time told Jesus about certain Galileans. Pilate had mixed their blood with their sacrifices. Jesus said, These people from Galilee suffered greatly. Do you think they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? I tell you, no. But unless you turn away from your sins, you will all die too. Or what about the people of Siloam? They died when the tower fell on them. Do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you turn away from your sins, you will all die too. Then Jesus told the story. A man had a fig tree. He said it was growing in his vineyard. When he went to look for fruit on it, he didn't find any. So he went to the man who took care of the vineyard. He said, For three years now I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree, but I haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year. I'll dig around it and feed it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Terrible news comes to us almost every day. In general, we receive them through television, radio, or the newspaper, and especially now through the iPad, maybe, or also the cell phone. Another bomb exploded in Ukraine and claimed many lives. Another mine collapsed in Syria and became a grave for many innocent people. Of course, we don't have the need to see or hear such terrible news that happens on the other side of the world, but since communication is so accessible today, we can't avoid it. At the same time, this news is so terrible that it also has a strange appeal and awakens our curiosity. And that curiosity is maliciously used by the sensationalist media to keep us in front of the TV set all day or even influence and even mislead us. As Christians, we have to be alert to this as well and be wise and objective in how we handle the information that reaches us. It has always been this way, even before there was television, radio, newspaper, or the iPad and smartphones, Bad news was transmitted orally and spread from word to mouth almost as fast as it is today. So it happened that Jesus also heard terrible news when he was traveling through the country with his disciples. There they told him to follow him. The Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, had his soldiers attack Galilean pilgrims. They were on their way to Jerusalem with some animals for slaughter where they wanted to offer sacrifices in the temple. Pilate probably thought they were dangerous terrorists, the so-called Galilean zealots, who were waging a civil war against the Roman they hated. These fanatics were as much a thorn in the side of the Romans as maybe the Taliban would be to Americans today. Pilate made quick work of them and killed them on the spot. Pilate had mixed their blood with their sacrifices, says the text of our sermon.
shortly before Jesus had heard another terrible news. In the wall of the city of Jerusalem, near the so-called Siloam Spring, there was a tower that was probably quite deteriorated. Then a terrible accident happened. The tower collapsed when a few people were near it. Eighteen of them died from falling stones. Certainly, much more terrible news reaches us today than what reached the people at the time of Jesus. Modern communications technology allows us to know about all major catastrophes in the world immediately. In the days of Jesus, you were usually only aware of what was going on around you. Perhaps that had its silver lining. People weren't yet as jaded as many of us today with the news. Even if you just found out about an accident that happened nearby, you'll be less worried than if you are bombarded with terrible news from all over the world every day at all hours. Dear friends in Christ, protecting ourselves from the abundance of sensationalist media doesn't mean remaining insensitive to the sufferings of the world but rather taking care of the mental and spiritual health of each one of us first. It is important to be able to pray for the needs of those who suffer and even help them if possible. You'll probably also keep asking yourself the one question that has moved people of all ages when they hear terrible news. Why did this happen? What was the cause of the accident? What technical damage caused the accident? Where was the human error and malicious intent? And above all, why did God allow this? This question was also asked when Jesus was told about the latest accidents. Jesus, why did God allow religious people to be brutally murdered on their way to church? Jesus, why did God allow unsuspecting bystanders to be suddenly killed by a collapsing tower? Why? And Jesus replied, not that those directly affected by the calamity particularly deserve it. It is not that God punished them in any particular way. However, they are not innocent either. They are sinners, but they are sinners like everyone else in the world. And that means that misfortune can hit us all equally. Although only a few are affected by this calamity, it's just an example and a sign from God of what all people may deserve. Jesus said, But unless you turn away from your sins, you will all die too. So why do we keep witnessing terrible news every day? Because God wants to show us that we live in a world infested with sin. Because God wants to show us how serious the issue of our sins is and what we all really deserve for the sins of humanity. Because God wants to shake us with it. Because he wants to persuade us that once and for all we abandon the terrible sin and start living as he pleases. But unless you turn away from your sins, you will all die too. That is how Jesus understood the terrible news that came to him. And then we notice that Jesus not only gives an answer to the why question, but he also reverses the direction of the question. Because Jesus is not only concerned with the cause of the misfortune, 
that is the sin, but also the effect of the misfortune, that is the warning effect of it towards us. Jesus reverses the interrogator's question. They look backwards. He looks ahead. Jesus turns the why question into a what for question. So no longer why did God allow that, but what for did God allow that? What does he intend with it? What does he want to achieve with it? And the answer is he wants to persuade us who have heard such terrible news to turn to him, to repent, and that is addressed to everyone. Once again, the explanation of Jesus, but unless you turn away from your sins, you will all die too. This brings us to the topic of Lent, as a time to return to God. The season of Lent is a time to reflect on turning back to God. It is a time to pray together, ask for forgiveness, and beg God's blessings as we continue on our journey. There are many people who still don't understand what the sin of humanity is, or also called the collective sin. There are many people who don't feel or know of the need to get closer to God. Only in this lies our salvation. Only this can save us from death if we repent and turn to God. The word of Jesus also applies to us in every community. But unless you turn away from your sins, you will all die too. In doing so, we want to keep in mind that repentance is actually a beautiful thing, something releasing and comforting. Repentance means restitution or a turning point, and turning point news is always good news. Something is happening, something is changing for the better. I imagine that if we were to hear some good news today, such as, for example, as being told that the war in Ukraine is over, it would overshadow all the rest of the bad news for a while. It is the same with the coming of Jesus. He brought the turning point of the times, the turning point from the old to the new covenant, the turning point from the wrath of God to the mercy of God, the turning point from the punishment of sins to the forgiveness of sins. With his death on the cross and his resurrection came the turning point from death to eternal life. All people who repent and go along with this turn of events have escaped the curse of sin. Because repentance is nothing other than escaping from the power of sin and finding refuge in the open arms of God. Jesus promises all people that through him they will find refuge in God and be safe forever. This is the good news of God, the best news in the world, the gospel. Anyone who repents in this way, who participates in the turning of God through Jesus, will not perish, even if they suffer many misfortunes, but will live forever. God is incredibly patient with us human beings. God keeps waiting for us to repent, yes, that we take refuge in his arms again and again every day. And the parable that Jesus tells after his response to the terrible news is about the patience of God. It is the parable of the fig tree that three years later still doesn't bear fruit. 
The owner of the garden wants to cut it down, but the gardener still asks for patience, and this gardener is none other than Jesus himself. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year. I'll dig around it and feed it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. Yes, the Lord Jesus Christ waits for us with such love and patience so that we will repent and follow him, so that we may not perish, but may have eternal life. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Music